Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time it is, wherever you are, and welcome to the Elk Sheffield podcast. I actually don't give a who anymore what number it is, it's just one of them. If anyone else would like to come onto this podcast, for whatever sadistic reason you may have, then feel free to drop us a line on Twitter or via the website when it's back up and working, because my friend's killed it at the moment, but normally that's www.elpmycity.co.uk, and I think there's some sort of way to get in touch with me via that. But other than that, we're going to crack on, and we're going to do what we always seem to do, an interview with someone doing good things in Sheffield and today we have Lucy Straker I believe she knows she's muted herself but when I ask her to she's going to unmute herself and give you some pearls of wisdom good afternoon Lucy and welcome to help Sheffield's help podcast and please tell us what you'd like to tell the good people of Sheffield about your current mission Hello, and thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. So my name's Lucy Straker. I am the campaigns manager for Break, the road safety charity. And we are just in the process of launching Road Safety Week, which starts on the 19th of November and runs all the way through to the 25th of November. And the focus is all about why we need to talk about speed, because five people die on our roads every day. And the number's actually going up. It's gone up 10% since last year, year on year. So it's really important that we start looking at how we can all be safe on the road. Talking about Sheffield, because I live in Sheffield and I'm from Sheffield. So Sheffield roads, keeping Sheffield roads safe is really, really important to me. And I do a lot of work locally as well with the kind of South Yorkshire Safe Roads Partnership and a few other things as well to try and make Sheffield roads safe. That's one of my missions. I have two missions. My second one is that I'm in the process of launching a new group called Crowd Changemakers from my garage in Sheffield. And that is going to be an online community which looks to support LGBTQIA plus folks right across the voluntary sector and tries to kind of connect us all to make sure that we can celebrate and elevate each other's successes and support each other when things get hard. And also just talk about things from an LGBTQIA plus focus and perspective, because quite often these topics that emerge in the news aren't. They're it's not spoken they're spoken from a more heteronormative kind of point of view and we just want to be there to create a really safe uh, loving and compassionate and supportive space for everybody so we can we can all be do good together all sounds wonderful I'm just going to respond to those in the order that my brain farts have entered my head the first one being that all good things start in garages that's a statement of fact everything starts in a garage that's good no one can prove that wrong. The second point was, does anybody know why we're having, still having an increase in traffic accidents when you'd have thought with better technology, better brakes, better cars, we'd be having a reduction? Well, uh, it's a very good question and it's something that I spend a lot of my time trying to work out. There was actually a reduction around 2020 and 2020, well, 2021 and then went up slightly in 2021. And that was largely focused around the pandemic and the fact that there wasn't that many people on the roads because we were all in our houses. And so surprisingly, the less number of people on the roads driving and walking and cycling, etc., meant that crashes went down. But since then, since the lockdown, things have started going steadily back up and we are now you know, up to kind of pre-pandemic levels, if not above. We would say because we need more investment in infrastructure, we would we are camp- currently campaigning for 20 mile an hour to be the default speed limit across the, across the UK. I've been doing a lot of work with Welsh government to kind of see how it's been implemented there and seeing how it can roll out. And so we would say safe speeds is very important, making sure the roads are safe, they're designed so that people can move around quicker, better, sorry, not quicker, better and more safely. And 
what we also found is that because the traffic is quite, uh, there's more cars on the road and because the cars are going, you know, at a speed which is not felt as safe, people like, for example, when they're walking their children to school, they don't feel safe. So they put them in the car and they drive them to school because they think that that's the safer option that adds to traffic, that adds to congestion. So what we found is if you reduce the speed down to, say, 20 miles an hour, people are more likely to cycle, more likely to walk and wheel and those kind of things because they feel like the community spaces are a lot a lot safer. So that's why we're kind of pushing for that. Safer speeds means more people are doing, to coin the, the phrase, it's active travel, but essentially it means just walking, cycling, wheeling, whatever that may, whatever may look like to you. There's there's a number of other things that we would I would say driver behaviour driver uh, new vehicle technology we have the ability to put speed restrictions in but we don't we the people have a lot of safety technology within their vehicles but so quite often people will say turn it off because it's annoying or or that kind of thing so there's a lots of new legislation and behaviour that we need to kind of just change to make sure that we fit in with kind of the, the more safer kind of elements prioritizing safety let's say as the primary objective to every journey rather than convenience and you know time oh the distances people drive absolutely baffles me i don't if i didn't have a car for work i wouldn't have one i just walk everywhere but that's probably my privilege that i'm able to do that the question that popped into my head is obviously various reports recently saying that sheffield particularly is a particularly dangerous place for incidents on the road of pedestrians, was it pedestrians and vehicle drivers? I just know that we have a terrible record. Some people blame hills, but is there any other detail that would make that make sense? Having had the conversations with a few people around, say in the safe in the South Yorkshire kind of safe roads kind of element, the suggestion has come to me from Sheffield's point of view is that junctions is quite a a point that there's a lot of crashes happen around junctions and that that's something that they 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 know and they're looking at how they can best implement that. South Yorkshire and Sheffield hasn't got the same level of funding that quite a few other areas have with regards to, I think, West Yorkshire and Leeds, etc. Please um, note, at this point, I pulled a surprised face that Sheffield and South Yorkshire didn't get as much funding as everywhere else. You may continue. I apologise. Yes. Yeah, it's there. That's what's happened. You know, we need we need some more funding. I know there was some income has come in from um, the Department of Transport that links. I think they're wanting to do some work around Ecclesall Road to improve that because that's one of the worst roads in Sheffield for for crashes. And I think you can anybody who knows Ecclesall Road. I used to live up at Banner Cross, so I, I know it very very well. There's lots of cars, lots of parked cars, there's less yeah. visibility. Visibility is terrible. Things. And that's those simple things that we need to change in order to just make sure everybody's safe on the roads. So how can people get involved in your campaign? What do you need from the good people of Sheffield to assist? It goes, please go to our website, break.org.uk, or just Google Road Safety Week. It's, it comes right at the top of the of the list. You can go there, you can, you can sign up to be involved. It's all free. You get loads of, we've got um, online kind of resources for like social media. We've got lesson plans. We've got all sorts of different things on there. It's all free. You go and you can download it all. And from the 19th to the 25th of November, share posts on social media, get involved with like your local school or community or, or your workplace, whatever you may, wherever you may be. Everybody uses the road. Even the king uses the road. You know, so we, everybody has a, has a role to play in this. 
we want to kind of start these conversations about why why people think it's okay to speed. Speeding is one of the most socially acceptable, accepted crimes in our country. We see it every day. We may have even either done it ourselves or been in a car while somebody else has done it. We need to make sure that that isn't socially acceptable, that we understand that driving at speed, even if it's five, six miles an hour over the, the speed limit, every time you increase your speed, you're increasing your chances of not being able to stop in time and you're increasing the severity of the crash that will happen if if you do end up having a crash. So those choices that you make are really, really important. We just want people to start having those conversations and start kind of looking and having that self-reflection across each other and across your kind of groups, your networks and those kind of things. And start asking each other, why, are we, why do we think it's okay to speed? Because it isn't. And we want to try and understand why people justify it to themselves you know why kind of motivates you to speed is it because you need to be on time is it uh, because everybody else is is it because there's a car right up behind you you know what is it that that kind of pushes you to speed and then we can try and unpick that and, and get to the bottom of it i was doing 30 miles an hour through gleedless valley yesterday and i was overtaken on a semi-blind bend as was the car behind me, which was must have, they must have hit at least 70 to get to this bend, and then went around the corner and stopped at the traffic lights. And I just thought, oh, well done. You've earned yourself one space, two spaces, in fact, and I'll be right behind you, and we'll carry on behind that other car that's in front of you, because we're not going very far, are we? Or very fast. Yeah, it just seemed completely pointless, and it looked like he might have lost it on the corner that he overtook me, and I thought, well, that would be ludicrous, but there you go. I don't know the answers to the questions, but it is definitely something we need to talk about. I find that, I must admit, I get a little bit frustrated if people drive too slowly, but I, I tend not to drive too fast. I get told off at work by the passengers that I carry around is like why don't you go over the speed limit I don't need to they just carry on tootling if it's if you consider it to be tootling it's all right I'll get there roughly at the same time as the fast person because it doesn't make an effect because you're stopping at lights every 300 yards anyway so tootle yes is there any other social media details you're giving me the web address Do, are you on all the usuals the twitters the instagrams and the facebooks yes break charity I think on most across twitter or x instagram twitter, twitter yeah twitter instagram Facebook, yeah, we're right across all of those, the usual LinkedIn, YouTube, all those kind of things. And we'll be pushing out quite a number of like polls and videos and lots of lots of content coming out that week. You might even see my face on a lot of those things as well. We're also pushing, there's a fundraising challenge called the Break 5 Challenge, where we're because five people die on the roads every day. So we're asking people to go and just raise, I'm doing one myself where um, I'm doing 55 kilometers, running 55 kilometers across the month of November and just trying to raise a bit of money for break and kind of to help us support road road crash victims and, and our other campaigning work as well. Some people are doing like baking five cakes and selling them in their office and raising a bit of cash for us that way. So that's another way that people can get involved with Road Safety Week. Donkey donk. I'd just like to move on to your next project. I like people with multiple projects. There's a man who uh, makes stuff up as he goes along. I nearly swore then. I'd have had to edit that, so I tried not to. Please tell us a little bit more about your second hat-wearing well, I've, as as you can see, I've been in campaigns and communication for, for a charity and I have done that for the past 15 years, maybe a bit more, not at break, but across a number of different charities and quite, a, not large charities, usually quite small charities, even, even breaks, not actually as big as a lot of people think it is. And what I found is that I'm quite often the, that one or two kind of LGBTQIA plus person within that organisation. And sometimes I've experienced homophobia or heteronormativity within the workplace. It's become very frustrating. And myself, along with a number of other, a few other colleagues from other charities who are also LGBTQIA+, 
we've come together to create a group called Proud Changemakers. And what we're going to be doing is we're, we're hoping to do a podcast and build. we're building an online community group and we want to do some events and stuff and all coming out next year. And essentially the theme is that we want to connect as many LGBTQIA plus folks right across the voluntary sector to just empower each other, to kind of to lift each other up, to to kind of be the representation that we didn't have when when I was coming through. I'm fortunate now I am a senior leader at a charity, at a, at a national charity, and I have worked at, at that kind of strategic level. There wasn't that kind of representation for me when I was coming through, and I spent a lot of my time hiding my sexual orientation within because I felt that it, it, it would either offend people or I would become kind of the target of some kind of either abuse or just, just generally kind of be pushed out and excluded on a lot of things. So I came through that, and now... With my privilege of that position, I'm trying to create that space for others to kind of come through. So there's a number of like senior leaders, kind of CEOs and kind of um, strategic leads within charities that have, want to come and share their story and, and try and help and kind of mentor people through, through their work, basically, and then try and influence change as well. Try and create organisations that are kind of safe spaces for LGBTQIA+, because it's quite quite a toxic atmosphere out there in the world in the media in the world <laughs> and you just want to try and make sure everyone's safe and just it, well, i found that there's there's power in that in bringing people together you think you're tackling these kind of issues alone but then when we get a few of us together in the group you realize we're all tackling the same issues and we feel stronger together and then there's a lot of kind of cis het people that are in leadership roles that come to me and say what can I do to make these workplaces inclusive for LGBTQIA plus folk and so I try and help them with a number of ways that they can do that and how basically it's about mindset changing your mindset to try Mm -hmm. and include people more than excluding people and to kind of see where you are excluding people even if you're doing it without realizing it and so I just wanted to kind of bring that together and and give a space where people can do both of those things so that's what we're looking to launch the socials were going to come online in the next few weeks but the podcast and the communities are going to come into launch next next year early next year so is there any way they can get in touch with you now if they want to get on board early doors Absolutely. Um, there is an email address which is called which is proudchangemakers at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at proud underscore change. And we're on Instagram, same proud underscore change. And we're on LinkedIn as proud change makers as well. So there's a number of ways you can kind of get involved. We're going to be sharing a mailing list soon as well. So people can kind of sign up to get alerts for when things like the podcast or the communities come online and those kind of things. But it's really exciting. I can't wait to get going with it, to be perfectly honest. Sounds grand. What I was going to say was, I think you've got the best handle on your handles of anybody's ever handled on the podcast before. Normally, when I ask for where they can be found, they go, oh, yeah, on that Twitter thing. And then they don't know what it is. That's why I tried to keep it simple with help Sheffield, because I thought I can remember that. I've done all right there. That's lovely, Lucy. Is there anything you'd like to add before draws it to a close? I think, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, no, just just thank you. Thank you for, I love the help Sheffield space. Uh, the podcasts, the Twitter accounts, that's always very sarcastic, supportive. Sarcastic, sarcasm. I'm not against sarcasm. I'm from Yorkshire, you know, but I'm not against sarcasm. That's I think part quite of a few my people DNA. Are. <laughs> That's part of my DNA. You know? <laughs> I can't resist having a good sarcastic moment. So no, I, 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 you've always been very supportive to me right across the past few years. So I just want to say thank you. No worries. Still don't know why I'm doing it, but you know, gets me out of house. In fact, it doesn't. It gets me on my settee, staring at my phone. Just to add from my side of things, Sheffield Socials, which I don't know if I've ever plugged on here, is a welcome to everybody and anybody who wants to come out for a monthly. It's usually in a pub, which I know is a little bit 
what's the word I'm looking for? Exclude a few people, but I have tried to see if anyone of the regulars wants to go anywhere else. And it does seem to be, we just like to go to the pub. So I'm trying not to kill the regulars with that. So the next one is on Thursday, the 30th of November at Little Mester's Tap in Woodseats. That's from 6.30pm until everyone leaves, which I feel inclined to be the last person to leave. So if anyone wants to stay till like midnight, I feel like I have to. So if anyone wants to come along, bring a friend, don't just come along. I've got 10 people signed up so far. So if you want to come and show your face there, anyone who's listening, please do. Thank you very much. That's Lucy Straker from Break Charity and Proud. Changemakers. Change maker, sorry. <laughs> I didn't memorable. for that one. It's memorable. Proud change makers. Right, got it. I'll edit that bit out where I look like I'm completely incompetent, but you know, might keep it in just because people know that I am. Okay, thank you very much, Lucy. Cheers.